Uh, Patty, we've been praying for you. Susie, we've had you guys in a prayer. Glad to see you're up and about. Uh, and uh, to the Virenies, we're, we're sure praying for Harry and for your mom, Ann. Uh, it's, what was your aunt's name? I forgot. Helen. Helen. Yeah, she's tending to uh, Harry, so I uh, can pray for her as well, that she doesn't get COVID and, and that, uh, that God just heals the family there. So, um, But bless you for being with us. We uh, trust that uh, the service will be a, a wonderful time and celebration today. Uh, it's always a celebration of grace when we uh, take communion. Uh, and our communion service is open. It means that if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to have that fellowship with you and with our Lord Jesus Christ uh, to remember him and with our Father in heaven. So if you're a believer, uh, we want for you to, to celebrate with us uh, a time of, of remembering our Lord's sacrifice for us and what this celebration is all about. But uh, we praise the Lord and give thanks for, for all that he's doing. It's, it was nice to have um, um, Alexi with us this year, uh, going to school here. It's been a blessing to have her. And uh, we want to pray. We want to continue to pray for her transition and, and the Lord's blessing upon her her life, and um, so be sure and, and do that. I have a, a short message for you today. <laughs> it's abbreviated because of all the activities, so that was the plan. Um, but uh, I wanted to, to just address the fullness of joy that we have in Christ and <clears throat> in preparation for our communion service and and what this is all about. Um, uh, the Psalm 116 uh, verse 11 is one, a favorite verse passage for me and memorized it in times past. Uh, but you, the Lord, will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And in your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Uh, that's a wonderful Thing, a wonderful passage in Scripture, but I want to speak to you for a few moments about our our fullness of joy in Christ Jesus this morning, um, because it should be expressed in our, on our faces and in our lives, and it and it should be a celebration any time that we we have the communion service of that life that's given to us, and the thing that Christ prayed for was our joy. He prayed uh, that his joy actually might be in us. Um, so uh, I want to pray and, and uh, pray that, that we might in our worship of God this morning uh, know the, the glories of that joy of Christ Jesus uh, in all of these things that are taking place. Um, in the life of the church body and what it means to actually have fellowship and, and the joy of Christ in the people of, of God. Uh, so <clears> the <throat> scripture says, and this, these are the words of our Lord Jesus in John chapter 15, verse 11. And the word is that these things have I spoken to you so that my joy 
may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So the idea of fullness of joy comes from this person, uh, Jesus Christ. I, I know that you saw that first picture of that little boy with the belly laugh there, uh, the belly rolls. Uh, and I often wonder if the, the man of sorrow, if, uh, if he uh, had belly rolls. And I think that he probably did, but uh, he was acquainted with grief and a man of sorrow. <clears throat> but he was able to say to his disciples as he faced his greatest trial and uh, going to the cross there on that, that fateful evening that he spoke these very words, he was speaking and saying to them, my joy may be in you. And that must have been a great comfort to the disciples uh, to know that the joy that the Lord Jesus had as a man of sorrows and as a man of grief uh, and as a man that went through tremendous trials. You know, I was just thinking in regard to uh, the pressures of ministry that were on Christ during those three and a half years <clears throat> that they ministered and the, the throngs of people with of needy, very needy people that were being healed and addressed and and uh, demons cast out and all of these things uh, that were taking place and and it was a burden it was just that it, there was so many pressures on not only the Lord Jesus but his disciples um, but I think that the Lord Jesus most certainly would have expressed uh, this joy that he's speaking of my joy uh, that he's giving to the disciples and in in reality I, I think uh, that we can say that he delights to give that joy to each one of you, to the, to the children of God, that we're to enjoy and to rejoice and to know that fullness of joy and to know that in the hardship uh, and the struggles of ministry and the, and the trials and the persecution and the hardship and the bad things that happen, here in this rebellious and fallen world that is turned away from Christ, that we may have this wonderful joy. That's his joy that is imputed to us along with his righteousness. He's given it to us. And what a, what a, a wonderful gift that Christ speaks of here in John chapter 15, that in all of our hardships that we may carry in our, our heart and in our life the joy of our Lord Jesus. What a wonderful gift. And I pray that that gift might be very prominent in our minds uh, this morning as we celebrate and as we worship God. But this week as we go, um, there's uh, this, I love Mother's Day. And uh, it's just the, the mother is, a, is an amazing, uh, selfless, amazing person and uh, an, an amazing display of the of the grace of God and the kindness of God and I know that you're expressing to your moms uh, your love for them and recognition you know we need to recognize that 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 quiet never-ending service and and selflessness with which they minister to the family and and work and raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and all of these things.
please, please don't go through your life without expressing that, that thanks to your, to your moms and, uh, and uh, cherish what God has done and his wisdom in the family. Uh, so there's joy there. There are joy in these things. But let's look at some other passages here. John 16, 22, the same chapter, the same time that he's speaking, and he repeats it to his disciples. So uh, next chapter, this is all one time that Jesus is speaking with his disciples. And he says uh, that you're, therefore you too have grief now, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. Man, what a tremendous gift. What a tremendous thing that the Lord Jesus has given to us. And uh, so I pray that we would know that fullness of joy. Another passage that is used, John 16, 24, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Uh, so we just prayed for our brother Alan here, and we ask. We ask the, the scripture says, you have not because you ask not. And, and then it says that you have not because you ask amiss to consume it upon your lust. So there's qualifications there in regard to this uh, wonderful uh, opportunity that we have as God's people, uh, as the scripture says, to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in every time of need. Uh, what uh, God has done and his, his love for you and his great mercies to us is uh, a wonderful and glorious thing that, uh, that we can ask and that we can bring these burdens, bring our trials, bring uh, every hardship to the, the king of the universe and he reigns upon his throne in heaven. The earth is his footstool. Uh, he is absolutely always in absolute sovereign, omnipotent control. Uh, and despite the fact of the hardships here, mankind's rebellion, the ugliness of sin and the consequences of sin and the consequences of asking for God to remove himself that we may... Uh, may do our own thing. Uh, he is great in his mercies and he never has relinquished his sovereignty and his control of this world. And as things unfold in his sovereignty, in his prompt uh, timing, uh, we will see and know his greatness. And ultimately, there is the victory there. And through it all, we may ask the, the God who reigns the God who is omnipotent, we may come boldly before his throne of grace to obtain that mercy and find that grace to help in times of need. So I want to encourage you in your prayer life. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And the word of, of God says that if we ask according to his will, he will hear us and give answer to our prayer. So I think that we should be devoted to prayers, God's people, that we, that we need to go to our Heavenly Father with a clean heart and with uh, a pure uh, mind that is set upon things above and there ask our loving Heavenly Father 
uh, for those things which, as a father, he loves to supply. So we'll have Father's Day next week, uh, next month, I mean, but uh, our Heavenly Father is one who provides. He provides sufficiently for his children, and he's merciful in all of his ways and in his grace. So um, that your joy may be full. We may know Christ's joy in us. We may uh, know that that joy can't be taken from us. And we may know that if we ask, that our joy may be made full. So a second point that I would make here is that your fellowship is with the Father and His Son. I love the passage in 1 John. I've gone to it a number of times in sermons in, in the past. But, but the Apostle John is saying, What we have seen and what we have heard, we proclaim to you also. So they, they saw... Uh, the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the glory of God displayed through the person of Christ Jesus. And they desired to proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. There's a complete joy that we should have this morning. There's a complete joy that, that we may have today because we worship the Lord Jesus Christ and we worship the Heavenly Father. And not only do we, do we worship them as, as, as subjects of the, of the kingdom, but as children, um, the, the Lord, he, he came into his own and his own received him not but as many as received him, to these he gave the authority to become the sons of God, your children of God. And so that's reason that we celebrate. It's reason that we rejoice. It's reason that we may know this fullness of joy and that our joy may be made complete. So how do we, how do we take such joy and, and how do we embrace such a thing and such gifts word of God is true and and we we know that completeness that fullness of joy by faith do we not because the righteous person lives by faith we've been learning these last number of months from the from uh, the gospel of, I mean the the uh, epistle of Romans um, and we have uh, by faith these things, our joys made complete. It is Christ's joy within us. No one can take it from us. We ask and our joy is made full. Uh, so enjoy. Have, have joy. Rejoice in Jesus Christ this morning. You worship God when you do these things. Give him your praise. Give him what is, is rightfully his. Because it's his, his purpose and his plan, as the Lord Jesus said, I do always the things which please my Father. Do the things which please your Father. Know the joy. Know the fullness. Know the completeness of that which God has given to us in Christ Jesus. Uh, we have fellowship right now. And, and God is spirit, right? And the Lord Jesus and his a physical, resurrected human body is seated at the right hand of the Father on high as our intercessor. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us and has come. He's indwelling our heart. And we have this fellowship with 
the Father and with the Son through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ that's been given to us, we may have this morning and may by faith enjoy uh, that relationship, that presence of God. He's given this th wonderful thing to us. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And may God be gracious to us this morning that we may recognize and know the fullness of that joy that has been given to us in Christ Jesus and be lavished in his grace to know the fullness that God has given uh, through his son and through the work that he did for us and through what we recognize and celebrate this morning as we come to a time of, of communion and recognition at the Lord's Supper of remembering what he did on the cross of Calvary. Because there he bore your sin. There he took it away. He's the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. So you can just put your mind for a moment on uh, the, the, the gravity of the sins that you have committed and know that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and that weight of sin would separate you from all eternity from a holy God. And Jesus Christ came as the Lamb of God to take that sin and that sin was placed upon him. And there on the cross of Calvary, he bore it willingly for you. He didn't have to go there. He could have used his personal power <clears throat> at any moment and moved away from the, from the sorrow and the grief of that sin. But he chose that sin. And his joy was displayed in his love for those disciples that he said, my joy will be in you. You will see me again, and my joy will be in you. Uh, therefore, you have grief now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. There's joy in Christ Jesus and his mercies and what God has done uh, through his Son. He loved you so much that he sent his only begotten Son. It's a great amount of love. And bask in it and know that the gravity of that sin, oh, no sins that you've committed, was taken and paid in full by the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, and we celebrate it this morning. A third point that I would make is that your dwelling place is in the Father's house. <clears throat> he has many dwelling places. And here's a glorious thing that I think that we should consider this morning and think about. Uh, it, the scripture says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. That's good news, isn't it? There's room for you. There's room for anyone, for all who come to Christ Jesus. <coughs> so Christ Jesus... <coughs> He said, come unto me, <clears throat> all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Lord Jesus told us in these verses that in my Father's house are many dwelling places. Many places. There's room for each one of you uh, to be there in God's presence, to know this fullness of joy, and to embrace uh, this life in Christ Jesus 
that has been made available because of his great sacrifice on the cross of Calvary for you. <clears throat> Jesus said this, if it were not so in my father's house are many dwelling places, if it no were not so, I would have told you. But what is he saying? He said, I've told you that there's, there's, it's, it's an open invitation. For I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again <clears throat> and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Your destiny, brothers and sisters in Christ, is with the Lord Jesus. Uh, your destiny is to be not only with him, but with him forever. And this is the glory of the gospel, that we may have this kind of fellowship with the Lord Jesus and with the Heavenly Father right now, but that our future involves uh, a, an abiding dwelling place <clears throat> with the God the Father and with his Son. <clears throat> and that's, as we've, we've studied in our, in our, our studies in Romans, uh, that, that God has given to us an inheritance and we've been made joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And I know that, that I'm saying this, and you don't grasp it, because I know that I don't grasp it. But it's huge. It's glorious. And it's a joy that can't be taken away from you. And so as we meditate upon these things, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, and as we gather together this morning... Uh, to celebrate this time, uh, we want to, to meditate and consider these things and to not only be lavished in God's grace, uh, but to receive that joy that Christ has given and has placed in you and in me. Um, so, uh, Jesus had this to say at the same time. Uh, greater love has no one than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did for you. The scripture says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and your sins have separate you from God. God can't abide sin. And so in order to deal with that, in order to have fellowship with you, in order to have communion with you, God had to do something very radical and that was that he gave his son. And the scripture says that the wages of our sin is death. But the gift of God is our Lord, uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ, has been given. And it's there for, for 